Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know what's annoying? It's the same stuff over and over again. Not sports talk. Like, obviously, we could get into that. Whatever you guys want to discuss. The Rodgers stuff. The Jets stuff. But I'm talking about the Knicks. The results with the Knicks. The same ending time and time again. They And by the way, it's amazing to me how lit the Garden crowd still gets for the pathetic franchise. That is known as the New York Knicks. I mean, it has been so long since they've been good consistently. And I get it that this team has been better and Jalen Brunson is a legitimate point guard finally. Now, it would be nice if they used him on a final possession. Why is Julius Randle taking on a double team in the final possession of regulation when you have Brunson? That's what's infuriating. But man, the Garden crowd, the place was buzzing. I know LeBron, it's been years since he's been in the building. Lakers, you know, always a big draw. Knicks-Lakers, regardless of where they're at, is a, is a fun matchup. But that place, was, it was playoff-like atmosphere. And yet again, the Knicks disappoint and cannot close out a basketball game. Now, it wasn't just about being able to close out. I mean, the Knicks could not hit a three, which is infuriating. Didn't hit one down the stretch. 7 of 34 overall. You got R.J. Barrett 0 for 3. You got Quentin Grimes 0 for 5 on the night. I know Barrett didn't play down the stretch either as he could not be found and nor could he be found in the postgame. Did not want to talk to the media. So R.J. Barrett having you know a bad night. And that's uncharacteristic of him. I'd give him a break because Barrett usually is you know such a stand-up guy. But clearly frustrated with the lack of playing time down the stretch as Tibbs chose to go with Emmanuel quickly, who's just flat flat out a better shooter. I mean, it's pretty simple why Tibbs did what he did. But anyway, you know, the Knicks, why go through Randall? This is what's annoying about this team. You want to get excited about it. You want to be into it. But you know that ultimately they're just not good enough. And... It's remarkable that even a team that we all know isn't good enough still gets as much attention as this team gets from their fan base or, I guess, the tourists that are in town 
that want to go to this game, but that didn't even sound like a touristy crowd. I mean, look, maybe half Lakers fans are there, whatever it may be. That that place sounded unbelievable watching that game. Best part of the game was having Ian Eagle do it, by the way, which was nice to see Ian doing the game on TNT. I, I can't remember the last time I watched and listened to him do a Nick game. And then the worst part of it, aside from the Knicks loss, that dreadful court and the jerseys. I mean, look, you want to mess around and do that crap against the Pelicans? Fine. You cannot, against the Lakers, have the Knicks in a black jersey and the floor painted, you know, the black and orange the way that it is with the Knicks logo. It's terrible. Even the Lakers wearing their white jerseys. Like, it's got to be purple or gold for the Lakers, at least. And for the Knicks, go white or blue, at least. I'm not even saying you have to be white at home, but my goodness, the alternate jerseys for that matchup, it's terrible. Anyway, the Knicks team itself, is it worth investing our time in? And I came to this conclusion earlier in the year. The answer was no. But then they get you sucked back in because they're playing competent basketball. And look, right now, I mean, you know, is today actually February 1st? Uh, yeah, it is. Happy February, rabbit. My uh, my old, like, third grade teacher used to say, make sure rabbit's the first word out of your mouth every month and you'll have a good month. Well, I screwed that up this month. Miss McDonald, sorry. But anyway, February 1st. And, you know, football season is over here in New York, and really it's essentially over anyway with the glorified exhibition game in two weeks. But baseball season out here yet. Hockey during the All-Star break. The Isles and Rangers. And you focus on the Knicks, and especially with LeBron coming to town. By the way, LeBron and AD look pretty healthy to me. Must have been that much, much needed night off last night against Brooklyn. Anyway, LeBron and AD back in the lineup. Garden crowd going nuts. Big event with the Lakers coming to town. And the Knicks disappoint. Are they worthy of our attention here at this particular point? And the answer is no. Now, the reason why the Knicks are inconsistent at best is what? Because certain guys don't do their job. Now, it's hard to pick on Mitchell Robinson because he's hurt. But he's always hurt, and he's not there. And that's a big problem. But the other issue, and this is their biggest issue, even with the addition of Jalen Brunson, their biggest issue is their inability to shoot the basketball with any sort of consistency. And, you know, Quentin Grimes, I know everybody wants to love Quentin Grimes, and I like him too. I think a promising young player, way too inconsistent from downtown. Just some awful shots at important points from three-point range. Now, I know everybody's, you know, nobody's perfect, but they need Grimes to be a little bit better. And even less than Grimes, because he's still a young player who needs to get better, obviously. Less than Grimes, the focal point to me, like if I rattle off, all right, Julius Randle, you say, yeah, all right, he still turns the ball over. All right, maybe he's not as efficient as you want to be from three all the time. But still, he plays at a high level and an all-star level pretty much night in, night out. He did it two years ago. He's doing it again this year. Jalen Brunson, nobody would ever say a bad word about him. Guy's a true leader every uh, which way you look at it. He can create his own shot. He can score, all that stuff. Uh, Leads by example, goes out there and takes charges. Brunson has been everything the Knicks could have hoped for and then some. So where would you then point the finger? And I think the finger is pointed or fingers being pointed at R.J. Barrett. And that's fair. Barrett's got to be better. And this is part of the problem. We knew that for the Knicks to have success, RJ, you know, ultimate success, like taking their team to another level. 
R.J. Barrett has to be better. And he's just not. He's not a good shooter. He's never been a good shooter. And he likely never will be a good shooter. He may have some good shooting nights, but that does not make a good shooter. And if R.J. Barrett cannot take that next step, and this is why you look back to the Donovan Mitchell trade that wasn't to be for the Knicks, and you could talk about all the rumors and you know which guys the Knicks could go out there and get. They're role players. I mean, maybe some a little bit better than role players, but there's not a difference-making player out there that at least has been rumored that the Knicks could get that could make this team more legitimate. They need another star. They need a star to replace what R.J. Barrett was supposed to be as the third pick of the draft a few years ago. That's what they need. Now, they might need a little bit more than that to become a championship contender. But to get to that next level, to be a legitimate team, one of the top teams in the East, not one of the bottom you know, play-in teams, which is what they're going to be. They're not as good as Miami. They're not as good as Cleveland. Certainly not as good as Brooklyn. The Knicks will be. They'll finish 7 through 10. They'll be in that play-in. And then hope to be able to win that and get themselves a first round, which they're going to lose in. They're in NBA's purgatory, which is kind of the worst spot you can be. Now, I'm not going to lie. It is, you know, you do get some enjoyment, right, watching these games and caring about these games as opposed to a team that's going to win 17 games and, you know, the tankathon is on. But the Knicks have done their tanking. And they didn't get out of it well enough. They went from tanking and being awful to mediocrity. You want to go, you want to start at the bottom and go to the top like Drizzy. And they didn't do that. They started at the bottom, you know, after the 90s, of course. And they've been, they were at the bottom for the better part of the last two decades. And then their way out is mediocrity. So, sure, it's better than 17 win seasons. But in reality, how much better is it when you know that this team doesn't have a chance? And for all you guys who defend R.J. Barrett and love him, and look, I love his makeup. I love his mentality. I'll even give him a pass tonight not addressing the media. I think he's earned that with the high-character individual that he's been. But he's got to get better. And it's not lack of effort from RJ. The work ethic is there and has always been there. That's part of his strengths. But it's more about his ability or lack thereof. He just doesn't have it. He's not a good shooter. And then you think to yourself, well, the Knicks are tied into this guy. They just signed him to a contract. And how are they going to get better if this is the best that they could do with their big three? Aside from trading R.J. Barrett, I don't think that they can. You can trade the draft picks and bring in some decent players. But do you think... Some of these guys that are rumored to come to the Knicks are going to make a difference as far as them winning a first-round postseason series. It's not. One other thought that I had watching that game last night. Even LeBron and AD prefer to play at the world's most famous as opposed to KD and Kyrie. And 
it does go back to that. And I'm not trying to make this a Knicks versus Nets thing because we already know what the deal is. The Nets are the better team. The Nets have the stars. The Nets have a chance to win a championship. But the Knicks are the premier franchise, even as sucky as they've been. However, the franchise had a chance to take a turn for the better. And they were looking at, at the time, going into that offseason, where we thought that they were through the tunnel, out of the woods, whatever analogy you want to use. We thought that it was going to go from zero to 100 real quick. And you can see the top pick being paired with two top free agents, or at the very least, one top free agent. They fell out of the top pick, and it went from dreams of Zion, or in my case, John Moran, because I never really wanted Zion. Although I would have taken him, but I wanted Ja. But it went from one of those two to R.J. Barrett, and it went from KD and Kyrie to nothing. Or KD or Kyrie, however, you know, at the time we didn't necessarily know that they were a package deal. And that is why we're here in purgatory. That decision by KD and Kyrie, who both got as close as you could get without coming to the Garden. They came to Brooklyn, or they went to Brooklyn. And the Knicks are still star chasing. And until they land one, you know, remember, for years it's Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell and whatever, you know. Oh, maybe when Giannis becomes a free agent years ago before he got his deal. Like, everybody's talking about all these possibilities. And none have become a reality. Jalen Brunson, I mean, if they couldn't sign him where his dad works for the team, might as well fold up shop. But Brunson can't do it by himself. They've developed Randall nicely. He's still not a top guy. They're like a B team. The other teams have a big three or super legitimate superstars surrounded by guys who could become stars or just very solid role players. The Knicks have three guys. Actually, I shouldn't say that to Brunson. Brunson could be an A guy, one of three A guys or one of the top guys. But Randall's a B, and Barrett is probably a C, maybe C-plus at best. And those are the guys that the Knicks are looking to to be stud players. That's the problem. So we care about the Knicks because this is New York, but they're a 500 team, a bottom-tier playoff team that has no chance to win a series. I'm not saying they'd rather you know, we'd rather see them strip it down and and tank, but what good is this? And what do you think is going to happen next year? Same thing. And if everything goes well, maybe they somehow upset somebody and win a first round. Maybe they get into the fifth spot and can upset. You know, let's say Brooklyn moves. Up. I don't even know. They can't beat. You know, they can't upset anybody in the fourth in the fifth spot because. They'd be playing either the Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, or Nets. That's not going to happen. They're not beating those teams. I mean, maybe if they played Miami or Cleveland in the first round somehow, they could win that series. That's not going to happen. So how are the Knicks exactly changing from what they are now, which is 
mediocre? How are they getting to the next level? It's the same thing every year. Trade for a superstar. They're not drafting one at this point because they're not going to have that high of a pick. And we just wait and wait until they get a superstar. But on a night where LeBron is in town, it reminds you of how special Madison Square Garden can be even during the regular season, even with a team that has really no shot to do any significant damage. That place was jumping. And the energy there, unbelievable. Forget the stars in the building. Who cares about that nonsense? I'll even forget the ugly jerseys that they chose to wear. The garden still can be special. It's just a shame that the team that plays there is anything but. 877-337-6666. We'll get into Rodgers as well as he obviously had some interesting things to say. Yet again on McAfee's show, so we could talk about him and the possibilities of the Jets landing him. Look, they got to get him. Bottom line, Jets got to get him. Anything else is a failure at this point. Plus, maybe get into some hot stove. Although, you know, not much doing for the Mets and Yanks as far as moves go. But we can anticipate what's going to take place this spring and obviously go on into the season. Talk about Jeff McNeil and him being locked up and what that means for Alonzo possibly. So a lot to get into with that as well. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.